What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast on behalf of Baseline Times. I am your host, Chevy. I'm back in the building to talk about actual live basketball being played. There's live games going on 30 miles away from me. You know, I'm definitely excited about that. I can talk about that all day. And uh, let me go ahead and introduce my reoccurring co-host here. And uh, let's go ahead and everybody, if you're listening, just give give her a round of applause. She's back. I think she deserves a multi-year contract. Robbie, how you doing today? I'm doing multi-year contract. Have your people come up, call my people so we can uh, discuss numbers, okay? Okay. <laughs> I, I think I think you're deserving. I mean, you know, you're back. You're here. You've, you survived the trenches. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did it. Yo, where is Demario? Wow, that's a good question. That is a good question. He said he was going to be back this week. Remember, our audience, we're sorry. Demario had prior engagements. He's probably somewhere living his best life right now. Living the hashtag influencer life. <laughs> But, promo code what is it demario 25 or whatever yeah for papa john's we're, <laughs> we're gonna have to get a cut of that now demario that's right demario <laughs> that's what's up but yeah shout out to d man you know we're we obviously uh didn't have him we don't have him today but it's all good we, we proceed as normal here with yourself robbie and uh it's exciting this is a good time right now for basketball we are we're officially being able to talk about some actual games going on like how does that feel to you right now like We've had this rush it, of excitement. It feels amazing. It's like overwhelming. I feel like there's a lot going on, but it's good. It's great. There was one point yesterday where I had um, the Lakers and Raptors game on one screen. And then oh, what was the other game I was watching? It was there was another. What was the other game? Um, but. I don't know. The game was tied like 130, 131 game. And then the Lakers Raptors game was tied, I think, at like 30, 27 points or something like that. And I was just like looking from screen to screen. I was confused. I was trying to keep track of everything. But it was also really exciting because I haven't felt this for like four months. And it's it's been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I, I had a little pool day yesterday uh, on the weekend. And I was like, look, you know. I'm I'm gonna take this iPad out there, poolside under the umbrella. Go ahead, feel a bit of this Florida heat. It was beautiful weather, by the way. So for those of you concerned about the storm, we were okay. You know, in Central Florida, there's plenty of sunshine, a little bit of rain here and there. Saturday was phenomenal, but having the iPad poolside, one o'clock. I mean, the heat and Nuggets tip off at one o'clock, like in the middle of summer, like that felt great. Like I don't know what's gonna happen to basketball in their schedule, but I'm gonna advocate for summer basketball, like. NBA change your schedule. Like, I love this. This is the greatest. Wouldn't you agree? It's great. It really is. I mean, I highly doubt that they're going to, like, change the schedule for this. By the way, the game that I was talking about was the 76ers and Pacers. That was the other game that was tied. I don't remember. It was late in the fourth, but it was tied at the same time as the Lakers and Raptors were tied at, like, 27 or 30 points, and it was crazy. I mean, it's like you said. It's It's you know, they probably should have basketball games like this in the summer. It's not going to happen, but it's good to have it this year. Better than no sports at all, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then the whole the whole thing of this is just being able to see them under, you know, one huge bubble and the consistency across the board. Uh, I, I think it's really funny because, you know, we talked about the production side of it and the fans, you know, and the virtual fans. I, I noticed today during uh, the Magic broadcast is that, all those uh, floor advertisements are, are all digital, and uh, it wasn't generating really well against the Magic's white jersey. So every time they kind of crossed over the court on a, uh, one of those advertisements, you kind of saw it fade out in and out. I thought it was the funniest thing ever, but it looks like they fixed it throughout the rest of the broadcast. It just didn't really match too well with the Magic's white jerseys. But, um, you know, I think it's such an inter- interesting production that they've done and be able to yeah. you know, put the digital you know, advertisements that matches each team and their sponsorships. Then you have the the situation where you've got the players uh, with the, their their jerseys and the whole, you know, t- talk about your boy, Jimmy Butler, and he's him going, you know, nameless on his jersey and having to swap his jersey out right before a yeah. tip. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, I, I wonder what's going to happen with that. And going back to the virtual fans, doesn't it feel in a weird way like we're like in an episode of Black Mirror? Watching all I these agree. virtual fans randomly on the screen while we're watching basketball, and then like it's it's funny because there's empty seats in every game, 
you'd think they'd fill all the seats, right? That's, right. And absolutely. then like everybody's heads are like different sizes too. So it's kind of comical because some people have like huge heads and then some people are like super tiny. It's weird. I found I, I found myself like at some points like trying to grab my phone and like zoom in and be like, what face is this? Who, who is this? Like staring, you know, because some people were making faces in the um Houston and Dallas game. So yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm st- we're still waiting for somebody to do something ridiculous, but looks like the NBA is handling it pretty well with vetting the fans. Yeah, and then then they let people sneak in like Paul Pierce during the Celtics and Blazers broadcasts as well. So you know you get you get some familiar faces. I believe Chris Paul's son was one of the yeah. ones out there. So I mean that's still pretty cool to have like their family, you know, well well known folks throughout you know whatever franchise like obviously Paul and and the Celtics. So. I think that's still cool to see that, but yeah, there's a lot of empty ones, right? I think like the, I think it was uh, what was it, a Jazz game that was empty, uh, Pistons and Jazz, I think. Um, Heat in Denver also Pistons, had a lot. Of- um, yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it was um, a Jazz game. I can't remember who they were playing. Like, OKC and the Jazz that they were playing uh, the, a couple days ago, but it, yeah, it was really, <laughs> it was really, it was like, oh man, you know, I wanted to get up there and uh I think that there's some certain way to get on there. You gotta do something with Michael. Oh my god, Ultra. we have to try this. It's it's we have to try Yeah, on. we we gotta look into it. You gotta you gotta take part in a sweep takes to really get get on those big screen there. But uh, you know, congratulations to anybody who's got on there. You know, shout out to you. If you're on there, let us know how the experience was. Uh for sure. But uh we, we got we got some basketball to talk about here, Robbie. Uh we're gonna go ahead yeah, we do. And, and introduce Woo! our uh we're gonna introduce a segment here so far called Stud or Duds. Um, give you guys a little insight to what we were impressed by and wh- who we were not impressed by so far. We'll give you a round of shooter pass, and then towards the end of the show, we'll go over a new segment as well called Overreactions, based on what we've seen in these last four days of basketball here, five, four or five days, I should say. Um, so, you know, getting, getting started here, jumping right into it here, uh, stud or dud. We'll start with the studs. We'll start on a positive note so far. Who's been your stud so far standing out here in these few few games we've seen? Oh, Chevy. Oh, Chevy, Chevy, Chevy. You're not going to like my stud this week. Well, last tell night the people. we learned. Last night we learned that LeBronto is no more. It's all about California. California knows how to party. California knows how to party. (laughs) He was the shortest guy on the court. Still had 14 rebounds. He was shooting threes with AD all up in his face. He was all over the court. Unstoppable. California, baby. You you know that contract extension I was talking about at the top of the show? We might have to... (laughs) with me come on california knows how to party you gonna cut me off now <laughs> well, well let look look I, I i'm not even look the lakers got the one win they need to get in in this entire seating time frame and i'm happy with it i, I will say that uh y'all let you have this one but now you know what we're gonna track the rappers really closely we're gonna look at every single move the rappers do but i gotta give kudos to them i think it's fair that's cool that's what's up Congratulations, Who's your Raptors. stud? So I'm going to roll. I'm, I'm rolling with Damian Lillard. Uh, so before this whole bubble situation, obviously, Dame was very much of an advocate to get into the bubble and try to be challenge the NBA, the rest of the NBA to get into the playoffs. And so far, it it's kind of been mixed, you know, a mix of a win and a loss here. But I got to say, uh, he's playing pretty much playoff minutes. So he played 44 minutes against the Celtics, 45 minutes against the Grizzlies. Uh, you know, averaging about 30 points each game at that point. You know, he had 29 against the Grizzlies, 30 against the um, Celtics. Uh, he has 16 assists against um, the Celtics, nine against the Grizzlies. Uh, I think that he's he's about that life. I think Damon showed up to the bubble, and he's serious. You know, even on the broadcast today, they're talking about uh, basically, hey, you know, Dame wants to come here not just to play two weeks of basketball, not just eight games, but to go deep and far with this. Um, unfortunately, they took an L against the Celtics. I think that was an important game they needed to win, um, especially against a, a good team like that. But uh, they got a good, good win, very good win against the Grizzlies. That's like must win right there. Uh, and, and you know, the, the idea of this game is to you know pull within four games or less with the A seed. So 
I think they can still maintain that even with the, the loss of the Celtics. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Dame was a big reason why uh, the Portland Trailblazers even came close. Because at one point, I remember when I first tuned in, they were down 20 points. And then end of the third, Dame took over. CJ had some big shots, too. And they cut the, they they took the lead at one point. I mean, obviously, they, they lost the game. But um, they they almost had the comeback. Yeah, I think they're very resilient. And then watching them, they did kind of come back against the Grizzlies as well. Uh, and you saw the experience take over, you know, and then that's the one thing about the, I think personally, I slept on the trailblazers coming into this restart here, but you know, sh- uh, shout out to Dame, man. Like I, I, I look, if you're going to talk and, you know, walk the walk as well, that's my thing. And you know, you rightfully wanted to come into the bubble and have an opportunity to make the playoffs by all means, you know, shout out to you, Dame, do your thing, man. I, I'm willing to see it. You know, we can, we can revert back over to talking about the Lakers again, but you know, you probably, you probably might have to go home early based on, on my predictions here, but I, I think that I like what I see from Dame, you know, shout out to those guys. And, you know, Melo, I wanted to, I wanted to go with Melo, but he, he had a really good game the first game back. Um, He, he did pretty well, Uh, you know, dropping in. Yeah, skinny metal. I mean, 21 points, 7 to 10 from the field, you know, along with seven rebounds. That was pretty solid. And then, you know, the, you know, to follow up beyond that, uh, 13 points on three or six shooting from the three-point line uh, against the Celtics, you know, obviously not, didn't score that much, but I think for what Carmelo can bring and what he can do, I think he's doing what he can do. You know, you're not asking to carry this team. You've got a Dame, you've got a CJ, but Melo's there mm-hmm. to, to to be the, the you know an X factor. So you know, you know, kudos to him. And then you know, Nurkic Ner- uh, missed a couple shots, you know, layups or you know, late in the game when he came in as a big man. But I mean, he still looks very nice, fluid. The offense, you know, some of the the pick and roll, you know, the screens that they run. Uh, it's just they, you know, shout out Jalen Brown in that that Celtics game. They couldn't just stop him. You know, left him open a couple times down the floor, and he bombed a couple of threes. So that's who I'd go, I'd have to go with for my uh, stud so far. How about duds? Who who are you not impressed with so far? Oh boy, let me read you this stat line, and I'll just have you take a little wild guess as to who it could be. All right, I'm gonna start backwards here. Three assists, one rebound. Zero points. Who do you think that is, Chevy? I mean, it it almost sounds as like you see, I want to say Alonzo Ball, but Alonzo might get a free throw or two in there. Might score a few points, seven, eight points. So I can't say Lonzo. I, I don't know. I, that's the beyond that. He's he's also a dud. He's also a dud, but this dud is Shake Milton. I mean, what a what a bad stat line for the uh starting point guard for the 76ers <laughs> he didn't appear to have any command of the ball he only took one shot in the game in the fourth quarter he had some bad fouls and turnovers and even his inbound passing was terrible which I think is what stirred that little confrontation he had with Embiid something that was also completely unnecessary but for the sake of the NBA bumble bingo board we're not going to really complain about that <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can, I can, I can fall in line with that. Absolutely. That's. I think you had a lot of hope for Shake coming into the preview, and the restart. Yeah, we yeah. we we hype we hype the 76ers up a lot, but we'll we'll get to that in a in a bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, I would go for my dud. I hate to do this because he's my guy, um, but right now I'm going to go with Zion. And uh, you know Zion Williamson. Uh, a lot of it is you know tread carefully, it, Chevy. It, it tread really, carefully, Adam I mean, Silver, Mike. Hit us up. <laughs> yeah, but look, if you're Adam Silver, you you want that product to be seen. You want that product to be on the floor. And this minute restrictions, unless they're hiding something that we don't know about, play the guy. Like, what what is it? Is he not in shape? I mean, I know there's guys like, you know, that, that have Chevy, tested he with did, COVID. He, he, he looked a little out of shape. He looked a little out of shape. He looked like he was dragging his he was dragging himself from end to end of the court. And and that's and that's all the reason to call him a dud because everybody remembers the Instagram picture from a month or two ago with him looking in shape, cut up, right? And now what happened between that time and the time when it's ready to play ball? You know? So for all reasons, that's the dud part of it, right? The part where you you know it's it's hard to tackle is the minute restrictions. I don't understand it. I don't get it, you know, and, and sometimes it's not the best scenario of, let's take, for example, opening night against the Jazz, and you leave Zion out of the window closing the game. 
You know, if yes. you're going to put him on a minute restriction, wouldn't you want him as probably the best, arguably the best player on your team at the end of the game? You know, so, you know, you question the coach. Is it, is it Alvin Gentry? Is it, is it, is it, you know, upper management, you know, ownership? What is it with this minute restriction? So that, that's definitely a concern. Uh, I, you know, I think if Zion gets on the floor, it's, it's a different story, of course. Uh, but, I mean, he's got to be a dud. I mean, 13 points against the Jazz. He was 6 of 8 in 15 minutes. I mean, that's, that's you know, pretty efficient for 15 minutes of play. You know, the, he follows up against the Clippers. Terrible game, uh, you know, for, for the, for the uh, excuse me, for uh, the Pelicans overall. Blown out of the water. And the Clippers set a franchise record of threes made. <laughs> but, uh, you know, 7 points in 14 minutes, 3 of 7 from the field. You know, I, I think that, and 5 rebounds to go along with that. And then, you know, catch this. In his 15 minutes against the Jazz, didn't even grab a single rebound. You know, and, and that, that has to be concerning right there. I, for for it for the Pelicans team that comes in and wants to advance in the playoffs. You know, we'll talk about their playoff chances here at the bottom of the show. But, again, that's that's my dud. That of the week right now. That's a good dud. I mean, unless he's, like, hurt. Unless there's something we don't know. Yeah. I w- I w- shame on you, Chevy, for... For picking him as your dud is what everybody will say listening to this. <laughs> I don't care. Look, look, that's the point. That's the problem with what's going Get on right people. now. That's what the problem's At going Chevy on right the now. Coolest. They need to tell us what's going on because this is this is unreal right now for Zion not to be playing. I'm disappointed. That's part. Of, that's part of what we wanted to see the bubble, right? We wanted to see Zion. We wanted to see Dame talk his talk his trash. Get into the playoffs. We wanted to see John Morant. We ain't getting it. Um, that's the part I'm unsatisfied about. So that that we'll give that whole s- sector a dud. How about that? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into our shoot or pass segment here. As you all know, similar to buy or sell. If you've listened to the show, you know what shoot or pass is. Shoot if we agree with the statement. Pass if we're passing on the statement. Pretty much here. First shoot or pass for you, Robbie. Players and coaches who opt to stand are diminishing efforts being made to amplify social justice initiatives. Shoot or pass on their stances, Robbie. I'm going to say pass and put a little asterisk on it. Contingent on who is opting to stand and why. Just like, you know, with the players who decided not to wear messages on their jerseys and instead put their names um we we talk about someone like greg popovich and becky hammond two ardent outspoken individuals of social injustice for years they shouldn't be getting shit for not kneeling and then you know obviously jonathan isaac came out and said you know that although he supports the black lives matter movement and that him not kneeling had nothing to do with the flag he wasn't gonna wear the black lives matter shirt or kneel during the national anthem now, was Jonathan Isaac's an- answer and comments about this a little bit of a cop-out? In my opinion, yes. If I'm an NBA player, I'm going to put the shirt on. I'm going to kneel. I'm going to do everything I got to do using my platform to uh, amplify these initiatives that we individually are trying to push and the league is trying to push as well. Um, but his teammates and other players were okay with it. I just think we have bigger enemies than Jonathan Isaac. So, and we're, if we're going to vilify this man, then we need to have the same energy for guys like Dwight Howard and Michael Porter Jr. who are spreading some dangerous rhetoric out there. So I'm going to say pass with the asterisk. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go pass as well on this. And, you know, being that Jonathan Isaac is a guy that's, you know, hometown guy here, being in Orlando. And, you know, first and foremost, you know, to go over that topic, is that uh, a lot of people don't know what Jonathan Isaac has done leading up to this point and his 15 minutes of fame due to this, uh, if you want to call it that. And, uh, you know, he does give back to the communities. And it's, you know, they're communities of, uh, you know, black communities. They're, you know, uh, probably, you know, ridden areas. Uh, one of the interesting things is about a year or two ago, I think it's about a couple years ago, is that in the summertime, you know, Jonathan Isaac had went over to, uh, you know, where my parents are from, Trinidad and Tobago. And I saw, you know, the tweet of it and and advertised, I think, the magic and or him himself. And for him to go overseas to Caribbean countries that necessarily like, you know, they're not super third world, but there's very, you know, poverty ridden areas of those little small islands. 
uh, and to inspire children. And NBA players don't do that on a normal basis unless they're from there, right? And so, you know, based on what I researched about Isaac, he never really had any specific tie to the island. It's just something that I, I guess his network put him on to, right? So long story short, you know, I, I got to pass on this. I, I think there's a lot of his character that has, he's done, he's always, even during the pandemic, he was out with a mask and gloves handing out, you know, Papa John's pizza. Yeah. There's, 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 there's plenty of these things that he's done. Uh, it, it goes back to ultimately, you know, your opinion. But I think one of the things that we can all agree on is everybody should have the opportunity and beliefs to, you know, share and fight this battle uh, based on the way you know, that- In their own way. Their own way, right, exactly. And, uh, you know, he was crucified pretty much, uh, you know, that was that there's a one, it was a two, two thirty game, right. That this happened and that spread like wildfire. Cause right now the, that was the, the NBA's first game coming back. Uh, oh my on that God. Friday. Every sideline interview right. to all the star players after that was questions about that. And everyone more or less said the same thing. I mean, Jonathan Isaac isn't known to be a racist or a right winger or anything crazy. It's like you said, he supports a lot of initiatives that amplify the Black Lives Matter movement and other social justice initiatives. Some of his comments were a little weird, a little off, but I think that, you know, it's kind of like with the James Harden wearing the Blue Lives Matter mask situation where, you know, I feel like in these kinds of instances, we're directing our anger at the wrong people. And that in itself diminishes the social justice initiatives that we're all supportive of and are trying to push. Right. And, and a, few, a few hours later, you had the Kings and Spurs tip off. Uh, obviously, Becky Hammond, Greg Popovich were amongst a couple in that national anthem, you know, time frame where they stood up instead of, of kneeling. But, you know, guys like DeMar DeRozan came out and spoke out, hey, you guys know Pop. And we all know Pop. He stands up for Becky. He stands up for equal rights whenever he always has something, you know, to go against what, you know, you know our, our president, you know, Donald Trump says. So, yeah, I, I think that we have to at least... Because, like you mentioned, be consistent with this, uh, the way that it is going, and, and like truly allow for these guys to voice their opinions how they would like to. Because this is their time on their platform. The NBA has to give it to them. Yes, yes, I agree. And I mean, anybody coming after Greg Popovich and Becky Hammond, how dare you? <laughs> Absolutely. Shoot or pass. NBA games are more likely to get postponed or canceled from a hurricane than from covid 19 positive cases shooter pass robbie i mean considering that i think this is like what the second report in a row that came out with zero positive tests i'm gonna say shoot i mean obviously the the what what's the name of this tropical storm isaias i guess what are they <laughs> you can't you can't pronounce it try it no, give it a shot i can't and <laughs> I, it's gone now it's at least in my worries <laughs> congratulations by the way you missed it um, yeah, so this tropical storm obviously won't do it, but hurricane season is from June through November, and I think like the the most active months are August and September. So that was like when they first announced that they were gonna do this bubble in Orlando. I was like, huh, really? Playoffs? August, end of August and September. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm gonna say shoot, you know. I got to shoot on that one. If we're looking at the odds, absolutely. You and I are Floridians. We, we already know. Um, I mean, you're right. It is the prime of hurricane season. And uh, unless there is an in-house hotel and full service to feed these guys and next to a court where they can play basketball safely and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure a nice structured gym. The reality is that this these games could potentially be canceled. Uh, I think that they could they could possibly be canceled for maybe maybe a day or two. Uh, you know, hurricanes usually come through, cause a little bit of destruction in a, in a day or two if it's that severe, and then you know you can kind of return back to normal lives. Uh, it's not really like COVID, so a lot of people have to understand that. So I, I think we we could see some games canceled out, possibly postpone a day or two to allow players to safely be accommodated in the hotels, and then trickle back out you know into the buses back to the arena and let business go as normal i'm sure if disney has to extend them for another week or two shouldn't be a problem and uh but i can you definitely see go, it happen you better go knock on wood don't be jinxing these people because you know if, if a big hurricane comes there could be like structural damage or something or they have to evacuate that's the big thing is if they have to evacuate they're all going to be leaving the bubble well that's that and would they're all going to have to come 
and that would be the only come concern. Back to the bubble. I mean, and, <laughs> and that would be the only concern. If if but come on, like what player would want to? I would say this. I would say this. If you're gonna bunker down because of a hurricane, uh, Disney's gonna probably be one of the safest places, and you're gonna have all inclusive food. You're gonna have room service. You're gonna be taken care of well, like a king. And at that point, most players, you know, hopefully it's in August. If it's something like this happens. I think I think you'll be okay down in the Disney bubble versus you know going anywhere else. But I think you're right. I think players should have the option to opt out. I think that that'd be the biggest concern. But yeah, obviously we'll we'll knock on wood and hopefully no hurricanes come this way severe enough to, to shut it down. And you know I think a lot of players might evaluate what they should have evaluated that. I think it, it would be very very you know ignorant for anybody not to plan for what if hurricanes can happen at this point because they we didn't plan for COVID this year so. You know, definitely agree with that one. Uh, shoot or pass. We will witness the highest scoring game in NBA history in the NBA bubble. Um, now, for reference here, the highest scoring game thus far, it was the Detroit Pistons triple overtime win over the Denver, Denver Nuggets in December of 1983. The score was 186 to 184. Robbie, you shoot or pass on this one? Listen, I know that we had this like outrageous uh scoring game on friday and you know there's been multiple teams scoring like over 120 points a game but i'm gonna say pass and that and 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 that's because i just i just don't know if if any team would go to triple the chances of a team's going into triple overtime and scoring that much even in triple overtime are super slim I mean, maybe unless like the Mavs and Rockets face each other in a playoff series, um, because if there's any two teams that can produce this kind of score in games, it's going to be them. Um, maybe it would be cool. I don't know. I personally prefer to see some defense in there, too. So I'm going to say pass. Uh, I, I struggle with this, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and shoot. I'll shoot on this one. I think that, you oh. know, we're already seeing some games, some high scoring games and regulation that are hitting like this 120 average. And it, there's a possibility you could get three overtimes. And once you get three overtimes deep, you're looking at coming close to that 180 mark. Should there, there be a scoring outburst. And I think it, it, it what helps is that these guys are stale you know locally without travel and well rested so the overtime to me seems like they could still give that extra energy and and still be able to you know prepare well after the game and be well rested for the next one without travel so you know sh you know shout out to whoever can, can accomplish that if, if that happens in the bubble shoot or pass the toronto raptors winning another title this year will hurt Kawhi leonard's legacy pass I think they needed Kawhi to get that first ring. I mean, he basically put his team on the back during that playoff series against the, the Sixers last season. Um, if anything, I think this says more about the Raptors than Kawhi and how well they've adapted to filling that gap. And and it would say a lot more about the way that they've been able to develop guys like Siakam and OG and Fred Van Fleet. So pass for me. Yeah, I have to pass on it as well. I mean, I think Kawhi has done a great job already with his Toronto legacy. Uh, I mean, what more can you do besides, you know, hit, hit a game-winning shot, go to the Eastern Conference Finals, lose the first two games against the Bucks, then win the next four consecutive games after that, after coming up a seven-game series, and then mm -hmm. you go in and win the NBA championship. I, no, I, I, I think there's a lot more than that to hurt his legacy. What if the Raptors beat the Clippers to win the title this year, though? I, that would be interesting. That would be that would be fun. I think. The, I think. I think, that, I think that might shift my opinion a little bit. <laughs> I think. I think all kudos goes to the Raptors. I think people need to bow down and respect them even more if that if if, if it even ever happens, which it won't. But we'll talk about it later. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> Shoot or pass. After four days of NBA games, the team with the highest odds of winning a championship outside of the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks are the Portland Trailblazers. Um, after today, I'm going to say pass and, you know, I know what you're going to say. Oh, she's being a homer, but the heat took care of business yesterday. Okay. I mean, Jokic didn't, didn't see the light of day out there, mainly because of Bam. Jimmy bald. Duncan still doesn't miss. Look, we even had 
Kelly Olynyk, Maple Dick, and everybody in garbage time. He scored like 20 points in the fourth to end the Nuggets. Pass. Go Heat. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this as well. Like I said, I, I'm not sure. Sh- the part with Portland that I struggle with is that, you know, f- getting in deep into the playoffs and then at least moving forward to take that next step to the actual finals. And, you know, not not to knock them because they've had to face a Golden State Warrior team over the last few years. Now they, you know, have LeBron and they have Kawhi and the Clippers. It, you know, it doesn't get any better for them and, and it's terrible, but I got to pass on that so far. And, you know, like I said, I got, I got to kind of lean on Miami and, and as the other contender hey. up there. I mean, outside of that, you know, who are we looking at? You know, there, there's Houston that we've agreed at our pretenders. Dallas is a slow dark horse that we got to kind of see where they go. Otherwise, you know, you know, championship wise, those four and, and one five, you know, five would be probably be, be Miami for sure. Okay. 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 All right. Shoot or pass. The true breakout star that emerged in the Lakers Clippers game is Scott Foster, AKA the ref shoot or pass on this one. And, and what angle are you going to take on this one, Robbie? <laughs> Look, there were a lot of fouls called in this game, but I'm going to say pass because the Lakers... Uh, let's talk about the Lakers-Clippers game specifically. We're not going to talk about yesterday's game, but um, the Lakers bench really stepped up in this game. Waiters Island was hitting clutch shots. Kuz was locking up Kawhi and also hitting shots. Caruso was really impressive. I mean, he had that big steal late in the fourth quarter, which helped seal, seal the W. Um... Listen, LeBron, I know you're working on the Space Jam 2 movie. Why isn't Caruso on the cast yet? I think that he would be perfect for the role of um, Bill Murray. I'm just Mm. saying. Caruso for Space Jam 2, Chevy? What do you think? I'm down, definitely. I'm a big Caruso fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm going to pass on this one as well. Um, I mean, come on. Like... This this game was a, a great start to the the reboot. It was a great restart game. Uh, you know, we got a little bit. We got 15 minutes of Zion followed by a Brandon Ingram miss three at the end there, where uh, the Pelicans pretty much lost the lead and then lost the game. Then we follow up with the Lakers Clippers game, where the Lakers, you know, they they were up by double digits. Then the Clippers came back, were up by double digits, I believe, at some point. And then we saw a lot of good defense from the Lakers bench and their young core. Uh, you know, Kuzma came in, played 32 minutes, scored 16 points, and a four of eight shooting. That was pretty good to see Kuz get in there and do some damage. Uh, like you mentioned, Deion Waiters has looked pretty decent for the most part. He was 11 points, 5 of 10 off the bench. Um, I mean, the only thing is the Clippers were missing Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams. So I, you know, that has to be at least considered. But I think it was a great restart game. Uh, you know, all, all basically... All bowed down to the Kings defense at the end. Oh, yeah. That was down, wild. Wild. Shutting down oh, Kawhi and, and and Paul George from that last shot there, man. So we did it. Yeah. We did it. That was the only thing that matters for the Lakers right now until until playoffs. It's the only thing that matters for the <laughs> Lakers. I'm going to tell you guys that again. Speaking of the refs. Only thing or, that matters. Absolutely. Speaking of the refs, shoot or pass. The refs overturned the charge call on Marcus Smart to protect Giannis Antetokounmpo from fouling out late in the fourth quarter of their first game on Friday. Are you shoot or pass on that one? I'm going to do like Demario. Shoot! 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 Listen, Giannis <laughs> had like eight fouls in this game. Okay? And I know that the two-minute report came out, and I guess it justified this particular call. But Giannis should have fouled out when he shoved Tice in the groin before this. Instead, they, like, blew the whistle to go check if it was a hostile act and ended up not even calling it a foul. I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. He should have fouled out before this particular play. But, yeah, I'm going to say shoot. I think the refs were uh, were uh, protecting Giannis a little bit there. What do you think? Yeah, I could go ahead and shoot with this one. Absolutely. kind of. I, I didn't really understand what was going on. I saw the highlights over and over again. They kept talking about it. I looked at it. I was like, you know what? This this could have this easily... Had well, I think they were. The game. They were looking at Marcus Smart to see if um his feet were moving for a while. That was the whole thing. I don't know. 
I, I mean, it's, it's so I guess, subjective I guess... and close to the point where yeah. it can go either way, honestly. Um, I mean, Smart got in there, but he, in my opinion, was slightly moving his leg inward again. So if you consider that movement, in a sense, of whether his leg beat Giannis, you know, his leg was outside a circle and beat Giannis to the spot. I think it's so close that at some point you just go by default and go with the call that you saw on the floor, which makes sense. But, uh, you know, it could have gone either way, honestly. But I think at this point, you know, they went with the best call. And, you know, fortunately, it worked out for Milwaukee on this one here. And, you know, those two guys and those two teams are, are going to see. I'm, I'm sure they're probably definitely going to see each other down the road, you know, based on the way that the Eastern Conference is set up. Yeah. Yeah, they probably will. Marcus Smart got fined for, for comments that he made. And did you see that meme that was out with Giannis's face and the rest face photoshopped and they're like walking, holding hands? That was hilarious. That was pretty- yeah. Yeah. And Jalen you know, Brown said not to. Yep. And Jalen Brown said not to get. He didn't want to get fined. He tweeted not to get. He didn't want to get fined from tweeting. Yeah, because he's the one that posted the yeah. meme, right? And Marcus Smart made all these comments yes. in the post game. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Last shooter pass here. Kawhi Leonard should have gone for the shot instead of passing it to. Paul George on the last play of the Lakers Clippers game. I'm going to say shoot. And I went back and like watched this play like a million times. Um, granted, it was Saturday night, really late, and I had a few beers. But I don't know if he was trying to go for a jumper or like try to find somebody in a corner three. But it felt like they had a play design and it fell apart because the Lakers had this, they were playing great defense. And then he passes the ball to PG-13, and PG-13 was just, like, trying to draw a foul on the shot. But it didn't work. So I think Kawhi should have probably just gone for the shot. What do you think? Uh, I mean, in, in regard, I, I believe I'm going to go ahead and just for the sake of shooter pass. I, I would shoot on this one as well. And just because a guy like Kawhi, could rise up over anybody in this league and just shoot the ball just and go for the win. You know, a, a lot of folks have criticized LeBron for passing in those moments, but, you know, Kawhi does it, and we don't hear anything right now. But anyways, you know, I want to shoot on that one. I think Kawhi is skilled enough. He's one of the greatest on the floor at any time in a basketball game and, you know, rightfully could have shot over LeBron. But again, you know, great defense by, by the King it is what it is. Great defense by the King. I'll give him that. Great, great defense. All right, Robbie, let's go ahead and recap our expert picks of the week here. Go ahead and tell us how our experts did. Well, I can tell you that Kevin the Cat, the furry face assassin, went a whopping 0 for 2 last week. I had to sit him down and have like Come a on, little Kevin. conversation with him and be like, listen, oh, no. do not be embarrassing your mother like this on, on podcasts and on social media, all right? I need you to get your shit together this week. And he just kind of like stared at me. He did he meow and just kind of like walk no, off? No, he just, like whatever. he just, he has these moments where like, he'll just stare at you. He's like staring through my soul. I'm like, what the hell did I do? What are you seeing in me? Do I have a giant pimple in the middle of my forehead or are, like are you, is this deeper than that so yeah hopefully he does yeah. a little better this week because um he's been you know taking advantage of us recording him and eating excessive amounts of treats and turkey so the least he could do is win us some damn games how did colin do well you know he was actually one for one and he was close to going two for you know two for all and it was only because the Rockets did come back and beat the Mavericks, but uh, did did get the Clippers and Lakers right, which was good to see. I'm uh, very proud of that there, and uh, at least you know, at least you predicted something right. You know, once the first time, right? I think this is both their first time, so you know, we'll we'll give yeah, them a break. We'll this give week. them a break. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then what do we have coming up this week? So this week, Kevin picked the Heat against the Bucks. Who does Colin have? Oh, he picked the Heat against the Bucks game, and he picked the Heat. I'm sorry. All right. So, yeah, Heat against Bucks, and he's going with the Heat. And then the other game we're doing is Celtics-Raptors. Kevin picked the Raptors to beat the Celtics. Oh, that's this is going to be interesting because uh, he, you know, Colin went ahead and picked the Celtics. So, we're going to have to see how that goes. There it is. All right. And and just so you guys know, if you if you all have any little experts in your home, Feel free to record them picking some game winners 
tag at baseline times and we'll be uh sharing your little experts on our instagram page for a chance to win a prize yeah we want to see them we want to see all your cute little cats dogs children stop hiding them iguanas let's see them yeah iguanas yeah fish lots of iguanas in florida rabbits you know i'm a fan of rabbits gerbils whatever you got have them pick some of these games put them you know tv side let them let them watch their picks listen you got some roaches in your home that's fine it's all good put them to work all right robbie for our last segment here on this episode here just a little bit of overreactions from what we've seen so far in these last few days uh anything you want to overreact on based on what you've seen well first of all I'd like to congratulate myself a little too early on what some people were saying was an overreaction because I've been saying for the past few podcasts that I think that the Pelicans are not going to make the playoffs, whether Zion is playing or not. And so far, after two games, they seem to be proving me right. So congratulations to me. And I'm going to dig my heels in on this one and say that the Pelicans are still not going to make the playoffs. I mean, that's fair. I mean, they're over two. They, they've lost important games that they should be winning. Yeah. I mean, I mean B.I. was balling in the first game. J.J. came in and fueled the offense. Drew Holiday played pretty well. But yesterday's game was over, like, midway through the second quarter. You already alluded to uh, the issues with Zion. We don't know what's going on with him. He's not looking good when he's on the court. I think that – and you know what? Let me pose this question to you real quick. Do you think that expectations are too high on Zion? I mean, I, the, the, the part of the problem is that based on his first 19 games, uh, you know, everybody saw what, you know, how much talent he had, what it did for the team. Uh, you know, the Pelicans were on the upswing to kind of challenge for that last and eight final spot. So I think a little bit of hype from that has blown over into this restart and it's not following up very well for Zion. It's really not like I, I just, you know, I wish that people would temper their expectations with him because, yeah, we have a very sample a small sample size of what he can do but i i honestly don't think he's he's in full full he's not fully healthy right now something's up with yeah him. It, it, and yeah exactly and that, that that's the disappointing part i mean I, I know he's he's spoken out against it obviously frustrated about it but you know again that that's it, it to me there's it's there's something that we don't know about and hopefully that's what it is so that we can justify Okay, you know what? It's acceptable, but at this point, no. For me, unless I know more, it's unacceptable. You just can't be coming into the bubble, and then you know, obviously, he did leave and come back. So you know, I don't know if he's going through some things, but at the same time, he seems like he's frustrated not to be able to play uh, a little bit more important minutes. But of course, like Alvin, Alvin Gentry, give the guy more important minutes of the game instead of you know sitting him down or late in the fourth quarter. Obviously, against the Clippers, you know the games way over by the time the fourth quarter starts. So there's no point in putting him in at the end of the fourth quarter. I can respect that. But at a game like the Jazz, where you, you got to win to get closer to that AC, disappointing. Yeah, 100%. And I know that they have this easy schedule. And for all we know, I might regret this. I might regret this moment. People might call me out on this shit and might have to eat my words. But for now, I'm digging my heels in. Pelicans are not making the playoffs. I don't care if it's an overreaction. I'm sticking to it. I'm killing it right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, my overreaction would have to be with the Sixers based on what I'm seeing oh already. Oh my goodness. And yep. you know what? I mean, I just like I wanted to believe. Like, here's the thing. You came into a game where you're playing a Pacers without, you know, obviously you thought your Victor Oladipo wasn't gonna be in there playing, right? But here he is, lo and behold, he's in there. But he's not even the one that dropped 53 points on you. TJ Warren. 53 points on 20 of 29 shooting three sorry nine of 12 from a three-point line like he only shot four free throws all game and dropped 53 points i mean put Unreal. that into perspective i don't i don't <laughs> even not, like it's not victor credit for it i don't even like tj warren and i'll give him credit for it great great good for you but yeah i think it, it says a lot about the sixers right now it really does i mean had it not been for joel Embiid and tobias harris who were the only bright spots in the game the final score in that in that game would not have been as close as it as it was there. Absolutely, because Embiid did what he had to do: forty one points, twenty one rebounds, three blocks to go along that. I mean, you know, fifteen of twenty three from the floor, 
Uh, he knocked down a three-point shot. I mean, Embiid came out and did what he had to do. Uh, our guy Ben Simmons, though, didn't attempt a three. He scored 90 so, points, and like you said, like I, I, I'm not going to count him as the bright spot because I'm mad at him. We hyped his ass up so much last week and all over social media this week, and like you said, he didn't even attempt a three. He, like, there was one play that I watched where he's, like, bringing up the ball up the court by, like, the three-point line, and he fucking slipped and just, like, fell. He, like, almost fell on his face. I'm like, what? Where are you, man? What are you doing? What's going on? They just they Absolutely. just didn't appear to have much of an offensive scheme, especially when Embiid was off the court. And, and like, like we alluded to before, no one could stop TJ Warren. Yep, like I said, pretender at, at this point, and it's unfortunate after one game. I mean, you know, looking at the, the 76ers, I mean, <laughs> they lose a little bit more games. I mean, you're looking at giving up potentially the, you know, sixth spot to a team like the Orlando Magic, who, you know, beat uh, the the Nets in their opening game. So that was like a must win to move up into the seventh spot there. And then, you know, you're looking at... Uh, if the Sixers lose out here a couple more games, well, you know, I think that at some point they, they might still lock up that six spot. But I mean, potentially if, if it's an extreme meltdown, you know, they could lose a spot. But if not, they, they pretty much kind of secured the, the six spot. But obviously Indiana um, winning that game pushes them over at least to keep in the fifth spot for now. And I mean, looking at how they played against the Pacers, I mean, you know, they're, they're looking at going up against maybe the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, maybe the Miami Heat. I mean, just depending on how that third spot, because I think the Sixers at, at best is going to finish at the sixth spot. I don't know. You're you're not beating Toronto. You're not beating Boston. You're not beating Miami in a seven-game series. I think it's a quick no. out for them. And it's unfortunate. I, really unfortunate. But yeah, I'm going with pretenders. I mean, you know, I know i got a couple of Philly fans out there, you know, a couple buddies of mine, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, the Sixers, it ain't it right now for me. And, you know, I'm going to overreact on that one game. Things can get better, though. We'll come back and revisit this. But that, that's definitely my, my, my overreaction for the first few days. Let me ask you something. Do you think that um, if the Sixers continue to play this way, Brett Brown is on the hot seat? Because I think that, you know, he's still pushing some of these lineups where he has, like, Joel Embiid and Alf Horford on the court at the same time. We know that doesn't work. Why do you keep doing that? Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think it's got to be after this. If, if it's an early bounce, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised going into next season. You know, depending on, you know, a lot of the, of next season, you know, is going to be a lot of confusion. Do, do you fire a coach with a short turnaround time and jump back into next season? Is it a window of opportunity or do you, you know, that that's a whole nother conversation for a different day. But I mean, based on what they have right now, who should be on the hot seat, and then you know a, a lack a lack of point guard. I mean, like you mentioned, Shake Milton, terrible, zero for one. Yeah. I mean, didn't score the ball at all as your point guard. You only a lot of three assists. I mean, he turned the ball over three times. Um, you know, he was looks like he was in foul trouble with five fouls. I mean, you know, they're 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 gonna struggle. You know, obviously with with having more Simmons move up. You know, playing that small forward point forward type of type of a role there. So. I don't know, man. Like I said, for Philly, it is, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, still on the pretenders list after this weekend. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. All right, Rob, you have any shout outs here for this episode today? I'm going to do a quick shout out to the queen, Queen B, Beyonce, whatever y'all call her, King Bay, because she dropped her new album and it's like a visual album and I've been watching some of it and it just looks amazing. And I love the, the, the symbolism and all her videos and the messages that she's trying to spread. I'm, I'm honestly a little sad that like I wasn't more drunk or under the influence of other things to watch it. Cause I feel like it would have really enhanced my experience, but I'll come back to that and let y'all know. <laughs> all right. We'll look forward to an update in the next episode. How about that? We'll hold you against that. <laughs> I got y'all. You know what? I can do like an IG live and you guys get like an instant reaction to me watching this shit drunk as hell. <laughs> That's dope. All right. Uh, I guess I gotta go with my shout out to uh, Jonathan Isaac. Uh, you know, fresh in my mind, fresh yeah. right now is obviously from everything he's kind of gone through from Friday up until now is dealing with uh, an apparent uh, knee injury, left knee injury. So uh, it looks like he knows jumped to the hole untouched and just kind of landed on the knee one way and then uh, held on to it and he, he was in a wheelchair taken off the uh, court which it sucks you know you, you he was a guy that actually um 
rehabbed that knee and was held out the rest of the season. But because of the COVID layover, he rehabbed the knee and was back and was looking great. Um, definitely could be considered a defensive player, uh, one of the, the best defensive players out of the league, you know, trying trying to get up there. And um, unfortunately, uh, I just want to give him a shout out, man. Just just hate to see it, man. Just just terrible, man. Just, you know, best wishes. Hopefully the news can come out in the next couple of days that it's just something very simple and uh, he had enough, enough uh, knee protection on to the point where it's just soreness will go away in a week because, uh, the Magic are poised to really take that seven seed and lock it in, getting a victory over the Nets, and the Nets don't look too promising. So, you know, we need you, J.I., so shout-out to him. Yeah, definitely shout-out to him. Hope he gets better. Um, hey, Chevy, you want to sing a song before we go? California knows how to party. Come on, sing with me. California. <laughs> All I know is... All I know is the minute the Raptors are packing their bags and leaving the Orlando bubble. You gonna we'll, hit me up? We'll be on the air. We'll be on the air instantly. Are you gonna have a song for me about LeBronto? I'm I That's may what you should... I may. I mean, I may. Congratulations to the Raptors. I mean what? You you, you beat you beat LeBron when when it doesn't matter. That's how it This al- was my goal. That's, that's guys. how it always is. My goal was to piss him off. That's how it always is, is you beat LeBron when it doesn't matter and it, and the world's the world turns over, right? It's all right though. Right, the Lakers. The Lakers have business to handle. They'll be all right. They'll they'll be they'll be playing a little bit more serious contenders. They'll be back there. I guess they got the Rockets coming up. They got the Thunder. I'll just I'll, I'll just throw in one little stat. I don't think the Lakers have beat a Nick Nurse led team yet. So that's fine. Talk your shit, Chevy. Go ahead. I mean, the, look again. If 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 there's any kind of Oh, LeBron, you know, Toronto's got LeBron's number now. It's, you you got to go through a whole entire Eastern Conference. You got to go through Giannis. Look. California. I'm not even trying to hate on the Raptors. I'm, I'm trying to show them love. Like, they, 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 they're a good team without Kawhi. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right, all right. I'll leave you alone for now, for now. All right, everybody. Make sure you go check us out. Uh, I want to plug... Plug the socials for us, Robbie. Tell them what's up, where you find us at. Tell them what we got coming up. At Baseline Times. Also, uh, we got some MMA content coming out. We got an MMA, MMA pod. I'll let you plug that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, incredible fight coverage from the weekend coming up. So check out uh, Baseline MMA on all your streaming platforms or podcasts. Uh, you can find them at uh, Baseline MMA on Twitter. And uh, shout out to those guys, Cody, Josh, doing our thing. You know, we got it going on at baseline times. And we got a couple uh exciting challenges up ahead. And uh, also follow us on Instagram, baseline times. We got a couple giveaways and some exciting things that we'll announce here in the next couple weeks. 